0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of The Healthy Is Hot podcast. I'm your host Chloe Wilde, TV host by day, sweat pant connoisseur by night, and a health and a life coach always. From hashtag to movement, we believe that loving all sides of you is what's healthy and healthy is hot. Come hang out as we have raw, real conversations with badass individuals living passionate lives. Thriving to make their dreams come true and diving deep into how they got to where they are. And the best part, how health is a key component of all of it. From the highs to the lows, we get into it. From fitness to mental health to aspirational careers, get ready to be inspired. Also, we don't hold back. There might be swearing, there's definitely gonna be some laughing, and hopefully you can take something away from these conversations to live your best life, to live your healthiest hot life. Brought to you by Clarence. Call. phone is on quiet okay well cool okay we're good um amazing hih community welcome to another episode of the healthy is hot podcast we have got ariel swan with us this week head of product and co-founder of Jabird studios i have been there it is so good and so tough ariel is a master pilates and yoga instructor with over 20 years of experience in the industry And her love of movement came naturally as a professional dancer, as someone with two left feet. I can't wait to learn more about her love of dance. Ariel has led movement and meditation retreats all over the world. She has an active interest in philanthropy and is the founder of Feed the People, which is a Vancouver-based charity that has served over 50,000 meals to the downtown Eastside community, which is really just so incredible. Ariel's also the co-founder of SJS Slow Jam Sundays that hosts epic evenings at large-scale venues such as the Commodore in BC and her love of music permeates Jay Bird's DNA. Once again, friends, you know, I love music. So, you know, I can vibe really hard with so much of
1: what Ariel's about. Ariel, thank you for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. It's such a pleasure.
0: I read a lot of intros doing this podcast and yours, as far as like uh, someone in the health space is the most well-rounded like bio I've ever read. I mean, there's like a love of music, a love of community service, a love of traveling the world, a love of movement. Like you kind of have a wide variety of passions, which I can personally really relate to. Is that an intentional choice for you that you are part of projects that feed your soul across a wide spectrum of interests?
1: I would say that that was always my hope and what I wanted my life to be was, is that I could live what I love and make money doing it. Um, I think that I was so widely versed in all these things because I didn't really know where I was going. So starting as a dancer, I had that and my entire identity was linked to being a dancer. And then when that ended, I kind of felt lost. So I started to like, look at these different things and um, seeing where I could bring the things that I love into the world and create You know, SGS is one and feed the people as other. And then as a yoga Pilates instructor, finally, um, Jaybird, which is really what I feel like I'm put on this planet meant to do. So that's kind of why I would say I didn't realize if I look, if you asked me when I was 20, if I would have this resume of things, I would say absolutely not. So, yeah, I just kind of flowed that way,
0: which I love that you use the word flow, like clearly you know, you got a Pilates yoga movement background, no one uses the word flow like that, we got to start incorporating that in my repertoire more. But it's just it's kind of amazing to think, like hindsight is everything. Sometimes you're going through things in life, or you think you have a plan, and then life throws you a curveball, or things don't quite go according to plan. And in the moment, it can feel like you've hit a dead end and a really intense roadblock. When Uh sometimes, And most of the time you only realize this after the fact, looking back, you're like, oh, that that was supposed to happen. Like I was supposed to grow from that or learn from that or hit rock bottom from that. So that way I could kind of have this metamorphosis happen and figure out what my next move is. And you've had a lot of moves. So I want to start off with dance. Were you someone that just kind of came out of the the womb dancing? And when did it go from a passion to a job for you?
1: Um, I always like loved to dance I got really serious about it actually later than most people did um, but I knew right away that's like what I wanted so high school was pretty much dedicated to the idea of becoming a professional dancer um, and I was lucky enough and worked really hard to have that happen so um, I got my first job instead of going to university I started dancing so I would kind of say that like dance was my university and um, back in the day that good jobs were doing things like dancing on a cruise ship so I ended up going at 18 and doing a world tour on a ship so we went from like everywhere started in New Zealand and ended up in Europe so like through the Panama Canal like cross the Atlantic across the Pacific Ocean like just wild you learn so much about people and yourself being away for almost a year Um, and then coming back and continuing to dance and do that did a second ship created with a group of girls one of the first like modern burlesque groups in canada well that was like completely not anything the dancers were doing at the time we got shunned um but now it's what everyone's doing everyone's dancing sexy so it shows you how the world changes and sometimes when you're above or be a bit before the curve uh you just got to kind of just go with it and believe that what you're doing will make a difference and so yeah that was kind of like my my dancing like life doing commercials and stuff like that but um exactly as you said before like the world will throw you a curveball and I had a bad back injury when I was younger and that's kind of what got me into Pilates and yoga and when I was no longer able to dance at the level that I wanted to dance at anymore I saw that injury as kind of like a horrible thing that happened to me that was like really unlucky and like blah 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 like how could someone do that to me or whatever um but now I look but that's what took like brought me to be a Pilates instructor and when I left dance like you said I was, I didn't know who I was. I was Ariel, the dancer. Like that was this, the my entire personality and idea of who I was was wrapped up in being a dancer. And without that, I didn't know myself or who I was. So it was, as you said, like quite close to rock bottom. And I, that happened to me when I was 30. And I also, at that time, like didn't have kids, didn't have a husband, didn't have a house. So you could imagine kind of like everything in your lives of these ideas of where you th- you're supposed to be and Who you're supposed to be suddenly is all kind of crashing down. And I didn't deeply understand my own worth without Mm -hmm. having this outside worth put on me as like, oh, you know, like Ariel's uh, like she's this person because she is she can do this or that's her job or she looks this way or all those different things. So it was a journey. It was a journey. But dancing will always be my love, even though I don't I just dance in my like, well, I dance at Jaybird. That's really why <laughs> they're dancing in there. So, but yeah.
0: Man, I mean, you definitely went through I got goosebumps just listening to you. because um, I completely different, but I went through very much of a who the fuck am I identity yeah. crisis when I was 24. And at that point, my whole world was like, I'm gonna do everything I can to become a doctor. I'm gonna become a doctor's borders person. And from like teenagehood until my mid-20s, that was the track I was on. And it was like, hey, my name's Chloe, I'm a science student, or hey, my name's Chloe, I'm a McGill student, or even hey, a I'm gonna be a doctor one day. Totally, my whole identity, and I went through some mental health struggles and some physical health struggles, and I ended up having to take uh, a leave of absence to get healthy. And then life took me on a wild journey, and now I'm in media, and it kind of it was never part of the plan. But I remember when that shift happened. On the outside, it looked like everything was very exciting, but on the inside, I would look in the mirror and be like, "Who is this person staring back at me without this academia?" you know, identity that I was so proud of. And I yeah, realized yeah. I put all my worth into that. And and like you said, I honestly didn't think that I had worth. Like I was without that, I honestly didn't know who I was. So how did you go about kind of working through that and figuring out who you are and also that you are worthy of all of the
1: things? Totally. Well, the interesting thing is, is that's actually how Feed the People was started. So it's like, um, it was... I think it was I was It was my 28th birthday um, and I literally didn't want to be celebrated like I was like I hadn't quite quit dancing yet and I just was like in this like really dark dark spot like I was just like and at that time I was just like I didn't want to go to the club I didn't want to do anything I just didn't want to celebrate because I felt like there was nothing worth in my life to celebrate I felt just like I had no value mm-hmm. so I kind of was sitting there with two choices and I said, I'm like, you know what, like, what can I do? And I was like, you know what, like, I want to make a difference on this planet on the day that I was born because I'm here because I feel like I don't have worth. So I asked all my friends to meet me on the downtown east side in Vancouver and bring food instead of like going out to party, whatever they would have like spent on a night out, just buy food and we could hand out food to the homeless people on the downtown east side. And that's what we did. I had like 50 friends showed up and we put out a table and we did it and the food was gone so quickly and it just really was like an eye-opener for all of us and everyone just really was like that was so impactful I want to do it again and that was the beginning of Feed the People. I did it every single month for almost 10 years. And we would, in honor of someone's birthday, we would show up at it. We ended up getting like restaurants, so we would go to like the parlor in Vancouver and they would like go and make their own pizza behind the pizza oven. And then that would go down to the downtown East side. And like, and so we did it like one month for the last, it's only since like the last two years, obviously over COVID, it wasn't really able to do that anymore. And I took a step back. Um, just with the expansion of Jaybird. Um, but yeah, it's been in- incredible, like over 500,000 meals, just like really insane amount of, and it was it's just an organization. It's just people getting together to do something. And I think within that, it showed me that I don't have to know, I just have to do something. Mm-hmm. So just taking a step and being okay with failing, being okay, not knowing and just like doing something can inspire others. And that can kind of just like start the ball rolling. Cause I was so afraid to fail and, I think that just like taking that little tiny step in and being like, this might not work. No one might show up. And then just seeing how this grew exponentially. And then it was funny, like literally that same year SGS was founded through some of my best friends. And we just kind of went for it. We're like, nobody's listening to R&B music right now. Like this is 10 years ago and at the club. And we're like, we just want to listen to Usher and Frank Ocean and like the weekend. And like, and everyone's like, no one's going to come to your parties. Like, who wants to listen to like baby making music in the club? We're like, we do. And <laughs> Billy, my friend was like, he does like one of the best DJs in Vancouver. And so we just like started with 50 people and we've sold the Commodore, which is like the biggest live venue music that's uh, in Vancouver out more than any other artist in the history of the Commodore. So like more than the tragically hip, we can take that and put that in our back pockets. <laughs> so people will tell you like, it's not going to work and it's just being okay to fail. And I think that that taught me so much about my own worth. And it was just that growth of like putting myself out there and seeing that, like, and I think like that failing is okay. Mm. Failing is and learning from that. And that just took some growth of my own personal self and um, working on mindfulness and working to just kind of look at myself in a new way to start to really figure out what my worth was that wasn't attached to the outside world that was something that nobody else can tell me it's that i had to know for me so still working on it but you know it's uh, it's uh, that it's, uh, it's kind of funny because it really did like everything started out of that really dark dark spot like you said that was kind of and that one sort of decision to do the thing that made me afraid kind of linked everything from there forward
0: I mean, friends, if you're listening to this and you yourself feel like you are living in that dark place, I mean, this is so inspiring just to take a chance, be okay with failure, which is very scary, and do the thing that scares you. Um, Because especially if you feel like you're at rock bottom, you might as well try something. And if it sucks and it doesn't work out cool, all good, maybe try something else the next time. But I think stepping into fear instead of letting fear control you is such a powerful mindset shift. And even just hearing you talk immediately, I'm just like, I want to applaud you for working through those self-limiting beliefs and letting go of other people's expectations and other people's perceptions of you and kind of taking it back and taking back control over your own life
1: yeah and that's everywhere like we're constantly told like these self-limiting beliefs are everywhere so like you realize that most of what of who you think you are is a learned behavior from the outside world of you know a learned behavior of how your parents taught you to act or what you're seeing on instagram or you know even just what the outside world is constantly telling you and we a lot of the time we don't actually know who we are without the outside like we don't really know who ariel or who chloe is if you took away everything around us and so that really limits our beliefs. It's like somebody told you when you were young that like, you're not strong. So you will live with this belief, even though it's like subconsciously and you make decisions from this thing like, oh, I can't go to that class. I'm not strong enough. And you don't even know why you're making this. It was just something that your parents told you over and over again, or you're not smart or you're not this. And it actually isn't true. It's their perception of you and their perception is not cre- like correct either. You and I are having this conversation the way I'm perceiving it and the way you're perceiving it is completely different. Neither is right or wrong. It's just a perception. But we get so caught up in other people's perceptions of ours and how we think we're going to be perceived in the world that we completely, like, limit our authentic selves and also a lot of the things, like you said, to go out and be brave because we worry what everybody else is going to think of us. And that's that was, like, I'm still working on it, too. I still... All the time get annoyed when somebody will like not like my class. And I'm like, oh, I did so good. <laughs> <laughs> that was my best class today, and you didn't like yeah. it.
0: No, so I it's like yeah, it's just really powerful. I'm reading um Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty right now. Um oh, such a good, yeah. good book. And uh, you know, obviously there's just he he shares so much about his time when he was a monk, and a big thing is just mindfulness and having your awareness be inward and it feels like that's very aligned with your approach to health and, and Jay Bird's philosophy. Um, you know, why do you think that's important to prioritize mindfulness, you know, being in the present moment and also taking that awareness and pointing it inwards instead of always outwards?
1: I think it's important because at the end of the day, if you're always living in the future or in the past, like your life passes you by. So you're not present. You're not actually taking in this moment. You're not. So if you think about it, when you're having a conversation with somebody, and you're not really listening. You're thinking about what you're going to say next or something else. You completely lose that moment with that person. And that moment never comes back. So I think our lives end up becoming this kind of string of events that very often we're not present in. And then we end up feeling kind of like empty and like nothing has really any meaning because we're not really there. So I think mindfulness for a basic room, just gets us into the present moment. It gets us into just being in a state of being instead, instead of a state of reaction or of kind of like this anxiety or depression or all these different things. So I think that it's, that's one reason I feel it's just like really important, but also just to get to know ourselves, just to like really understand. And when we get to know ourselves, like we're all going to come up with hard shit in our lives. There's always going to be someone that's going to piss us off. And if you want to be the best version of yourself, you don't want to be always constantly living in a reaction that you were taught. So if you can take those moments and take a big breath and be like, OK, I'm here, not just react, like recognize I am right here. And then if your mind's doing this, like a, like a fast mind Make your mind say hello, be like, hello, okay, I'm not my mind, I can have a decision on this. So you take back your power on how you want to react in that situation. And then I believe that we live our lives in a way that starts to kind of flow from where who we want to be inside or who we actually authentically are rather than just a reaction from one minute to the next. And that's so hard when someone's like getting mad at you. The first thing you want to do is be like, well, you're a blah, 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 blah. But like, if we can all work, it just makes better, deeper, more connected relationships. I think they're better leaders. Um, I mean, that being said, it's very it is very challenging to do, but it's, the, it's just practice, right? Just like that recognition of, you know, oh, I'm here, I have a choice.
0: Sorry to interrupt the chat, friends, but it's that time of the episode. It is Chloe's Clarence Pick of the Week. Okay, so if you listened to last week's episode, I highlighted the Bright Plus Serum, and now I'm going to tell you about its sister. I'm talking about the Bright Plus Dark Spot Targeting Moisturizing Emulsion. The name, yes, is a bit of a mouthful, I will agree, but I have never felt something like this that is so lightweight. Honestly, wasn't even sure what a moisturizing emulsion was until Clarence put me onto it. But essentially, this is a moisturizer that targets dark spots. I don't have a lot of dark spots, but I'm doing everything I can to keep looking youthful, young, vibrant, radiant for the rest of my life. And as the warmer weather is approaching, I'm a bit of a sweaty Betty, so I need a moisturizer that's really lightweight and feels, I don't know, silky smooth and melts into my skin. So that way when I leave the house, I'm not looking shiny, I'm not looking sweaty. And this is my new favorite product. As always with Clarence, it's full of powerful plant extracts, loaded with vitamin C derivative, which you all know I'm a big fan of. And I I just think it's, it's just the best, guys. It melts into your skin. Like you know when you have a piece of toast and you put butter and it just melts into it? That's kind of like this, but way healthier for you. And so far, it's been leaving my skin soft and supple and i can feel good about the fact that it's helping to improve the little dark spots i do have caused by uv rays pollution or blemishes so you want yourself a radiant complexion then come and join me and get yourself the bright plus dark spot targeting moisturizing emulsion and try and say that 10 times fast let's get back to it what what works for you with mindfulness like how do you kind of check in with yourself and bring yourself back to the present moment
1: so for me i'm very like physical so that's partly like where jaybird came from it's like creating a space that gets you out of your head and into your body because this physical form cannot live in the future or the past so if you come into your body and feel your body you're already like landed in like this moment per se Mm -hmm. your brain can still be going but if you get out of your head and get back into sensation that for me is the first step in really a like being able to kind of take that pause that's needed when I'm about to react. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes like simple things for me really is just like feeling my feet on the ground because I get really ungrounded sometimes. So if I can just like take a moment, feel my feet on the ground, just take a couple like deep breaths, that for me is, is you know, a good thing. And sometimes too, just like reminding myself, like simply like Ariel, you're right here. Like you are here. And like yes obviously i am here but it's just that also deeper recognition like recognition of like i'm here too i can choose of what i want to do in this moment and i don't always get it right but those are the <laughs> basic tools for me but i think it's really important to find out what works you know for you too but definitely like getting into my body is where my mind goes quiet it's where i feel the most at home and alive and so Those are the tools that I found. And that's kind of like why we created Jaybird, because we really believe that like there is an intersection between mindfulness and fitness. And no one is really hitting that market in a way that we feel that you can think you're going to go in for a workout, but you leave being like, "Whoa, I was actually present for most of that time. And that's so small in my day. Am I truly present? And I'm just with me. The outside world can go away. It's just me, my body, my breath and some amazing tunes. And just that alone, like settles your nervous system, allows you to feel a little more calm, maybe clears your mind. So there is like, I think it's, it is, that's one good way is just coming back to the body, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think that's such a good tool in your toolbox. I mean, we got to talk about Bird now, because honestly, uh, hearing you talk about it and all this stuff, I'm like, I've been there, guys. I did it. actually was able and I'm someone where my mind often loves to ruminate in the past and worry about the future and practicing mindfulness for me friends is actually that like it is a practice and it is not always easy but I um, am a big believer in meditation through movement and I think that's something that Jaybird does really beautifully so for people who don't know what Jaybird
1: is like what is it all about? Yeah. So as I said before, Jaybird is really just about getting you out of your head and into your body. Um, And we do that by taking away like a lot of the outside distractions. So there's no mirrors inside the space, which really allows you not to compare yourself to anybody around you. It just allows you to bring your attention back to yourself. And it's a judgment-free zone. So you're not looking at the person next to you, judging that person or feeling not so good about yourself, because the room is also dark. So you don't really notice the people. It's just beautiful candlelit. You walk in, it's like this like womb from the outside world. Um, I can say we have probably the best stereo sound system like that's in a fitness studio, probably in the world. There's it's we really Decided to go for it and it's all immersive sound. So it's 360 degrees sound, like a movie theater sound. So you feel engulfed in the music as well, which really is another sense that helps turn off the outside world and just let you really feel and move. Um, And then there's heat. And the heat, just that same thing of just really allowing you to feel like safe and warm and sweat and sweating is just so good just to like get it out and like move your body. Um, It is infrared heat. So again, it's amazing for your joints and there's like a bunch of different things that infrared does for the body. Um, so what it does is it heats your body from the inside out. So your body is working like double as hard to cool itself down, but at the same time, there's no humidity in the air. So you don't feel suffocated. You can just breathe and really like be in this spot. So your skin looks great. Um, it really helps with inflammation and you end up just leaving feeling um, like good. Um, also like heat releases serotonin in your brain so I think that's why we go on vacation and we're like why do I feel so relaxed and you know that that? yeah so like that's why like so I was like I'm like what is this like why do I always feel so good when I'm on vacation it's part of it's that you know happier in the sunshine man
0: (laughs) oh my gosh okay so no mirrors for distractions nice and dark very loud music hot without being sticky um i love that you called it a womb from the outside world because it it is really dark in there and i love it i used to be like you know I used to love going to raves and like EDM shows and dubstep shows. I don't (laughs) do that anymore. Um, And so it's kind of nice, like you were able to tap into that. And I think the music is such an important part. Like, where does that passion come from for you? Because like, I've been to yoga, I've been to Pilates, I've done all the things. And most of the music choices kind of
1: suck. I know. Yeah. I think like music is just like it drives me like it's one of the things that makes me the most happy in life I'm like the kind of person it's like a live show I probably wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world and say one of my favorite artists like it just lifts my soul up so much and I really I'm just like I really just love music and it's such a big part of my life and so I think it was kind of and same with my co-founder like she loves music too so I just feel like it's easier when you to like let go and be in your body when there's like it's the same thing if you when you're young you're out of rape you don't care that song comes on you're just like going for it right like but if it's like quiet you're like but like it gets that beat it's like the heartbeat inside you like you can feel the music in your body and like there's a liberation to just to be free with that and I just think that like good music is great. It takes a lot of work, but it's also like so important to, you know, like know what's out there. And like, I feel like a lot of like Pilates and like studios, they get kind of stuck with the same sound. It's like either what's on the radio or it's like what they played when they were like, like, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, this playlist is totally from like 2001. Like, have you changed your playlist? Like, you know, and it's just like going and like, like being able to, a like show new artists off out there too. Like I love when people ask me for my playlist and I'm like, oh, I found this new person. They're so great. Like and also I just think that it's um, I mean, I, I don't I don't know why, but I guess we all have those things that like drive them. And mine is like music. It's yeah. like my heart, my heartbeat. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I immediately vibed so hard with your music. I think I literally came up to you and I was like, so that song that we did, <laughs> what was that? Because like I knew that on my running playlist. I'm, I'm shocked I... you didn't end up becoming a DJ in addition to all of the things that you've done in your life. Like I could totally picture you up there, oversized headphones, (laughs) doing your thing, full crowd, bopping. I'm not
1: going to lie, there was a time. There was a time I wanted to. I was trying to get my guy, but the other guys that I run SJS with the two DJs to teach me, and they're like, we're never going to let you DJ Ariel. We've taken like 20 years to get this good. And so then I was like, oh, fine. I'll I'll give my dream away. (laughs)
0: Fine. I'll carve my own path and be like, yeah, there's only so much
1: you can do, right? I think that's like, but that would be if I could have like changed my path, you got it, girl. I definitely would have been one of the things on the list for sure
0: you do have a lot on the go right now so it's okay if you don't become a dj but maybe (laughs) in the world look i think it's so cool like jaybird originated in vancouver where you've created a lot of really cool things now you're here in toronto i mean running a business in the health and wellness space in like two of the biggest cities in canada is no joke i'm such a sucker for female founded businesses as well especially in the wellness space how like how did you manage to do that and not let self limiting beliefs interfere, not let obstacles interfere? Obviously, launching a business is a huge, huge, huge like monumental feat, and you did
1: it not just once, but you did it twice now. Like you're across the country. I would say the main reason that we did that is my business partner, like Barbie, um, and she is incredible. And I think that I mean not everybody can have a partner. Um, And I understand that, but I would say like the biggest advice that I would give to anyone that's looking to like build a business is first of all, like find someone that's like not like doesn't have your strength. Like Barbie and I are completely opposite. I'm head of product. I created the classes. um, I deal with all the teachers and the trainings and I teach and she is like the most incredible businesswoman, and she's got an amazing eye for design and is just like, one of those people that is so smart and she actually owned another studio back in Vancouver called Legree West. So she had already that backing and we kind of came together wanting to build something, as I said before, that just really like allowed people to get a little bit more out of fitness than just, you know, workout. And her and I have grown together. And I think a lot of times we think that we can do everything. And I've learned like, you know what, like, she is so amazing and she has more of the business sense. And I have, you know, more of the art kind of sky sense of it, like I'm more of the creative. So without her, there's no way we would have these, like, we wouldn't be where we are. So I mean, I guess that's just having the right people in your life. But I would say, like, for anyone that thinks you can do it on your own, like, especially in wellness or in fitness, like, you got to find someone even if they're not a partner, like hire someone to do the things that you're bad at, because it just takes up that extra time. Like me trying to look at Excel spreadsheets is painful, you'd be like, Oh, Ariel. Oh, no, Barbie looks at my desktop, and she's just like, how is it so unorganized? I'm like, I don't know. I just can't. <laughs> just put me in the dark room. I just want to move. Let me, Let me create this stuff. So, you know, and I think that all as we spoke up at the beginning, it's like having going doing what makes you the most afraid. Yeah. We were ter- like, you know, and if you want growth, you're gonna have to take risks for it. And you know what? Like Barbie's really good at seeing that. Her, she's the kind of person that was like, no, Errol, we're not just going to have one studio. We're going to have a lot. And in my, my self-limiting belief from before, because of like the way I grew up was, oh, one, if I can only have one, like that would never happen. And then when somebody else has that belief and is able to like help you, you can then see that there's more. So definitely like doing what makes you afraid. Cause we were so afraid to open Toronto. We came and saw Toronto studio, um, in March of 2021, when everything was in lockdown. So we oh. signed our lease in the middle of lockdown. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweating just, <laughs> just
0: thinking of that. Yeah, but yeah. Like you did it, you did it in very trying times. You found a partner that has complimentary skill sets. You had the humility to realize and recognize that doing it on your own was maybe not the right call. And yeah. now you're here and people are going like, how much pride do you feel when you know you walk into that daybird studio and there are people moving and you know experiencing the joy that is health and wellness in the space that you co-created
1: i mean i honestly i think that i forget sometimes to do that and i need to do that more because i think sometimes i walk in i only see the things that are wrong and um and then that's a really good reminder because i do i am so proud like there are like i I am so proud of Barbie and I. Like she, I, I'm just like what we've created together is something that I never thought would ever happen. And just seeing people like the feedback that we get when people are just like, I can't believe like that was like I was crying. Like I haven't had an experience like that like for the first time. Like I didn't finally feel like I was I was not insecure in the class. I felt like I could actually like listen to my body and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like just giving people like. And an option that where they can, you know, maybe leave feeling just a little bit better from their day is just so powerful. And I feel very like blessed that I had the opportunity to find to have such a great partner that we found each other and the opportunity to be able to do this. And so that we can share it with Toronto, because I do truly believe that for a lot of people, Jaybird can really like help you know, them have a moment to themselves outside of the craziness of life because it's hard, man.
0: Dude, the city's pretty brutal at times, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing that you yourself went through such a journey with movement. Now, you're like business owner times a couple. Uh, how important is it for you as a person, as a woman to prioritize health and wellness, even with everything you've got going on right
1: now? It, it's It has to um I'm that's definitely something that I'm working on myself um I you forget especially when you like like so for me obviously I don't have to like plan in a workout I teach and I have my workouts but it's like I still have to remember to take care of me and to like obviously it was like somebody said this like said this amazing thing to me that I keep trying to remember and she said She's like Ariel it's like she's like you're like the soil right so like Jaybird like Barbie and I are like the soil and if we dry up then there's nothing will grow out of this soil so if I don't take care of myself it's, I'm just going to dry up and then nothing can grow. So it's that much more important that I make sure that I'm full and I'm moist per se, which is a bad word, but like, you know what I mean? Like keep it the, I don't know, that was a horrible thing to say. <laughs> the
0: dirt, Be, the Be the moist, moist yes. dirt, Ariel.
1: Be the moist dirt. I mean, right? Like, oh God, I'm going to think about that forever. Am I watering <laughs> myself? Um, but I find it, um, I find it really hard. So I'm still really working on that. I'm really good at being there for other people. Um, I'm not always as good as being there for myself, um, so that's a that's a journey because you do get to burn out really, really easily, mm-hmm. and um, especially when you there, it's it's hard. I'm sure, like with you, you're like, oh, I've got to travel, I've got to do this. Like, where when is Chloe time? And like, that's it's not that easy to find sometimes. It's so. Yeah.
0: And I appreciate you being so honest that that like you even find it hard for yourself, because as we all know, workouts are great. They're a great avenue of health and wellness. But that's not the be all end all. It's remembering to eat well, remembering to drink water, remembering to sleep, remembering to step away from work, rest, foster other things. And it can be really, really tough. And I so appreciate you being honest with that. Because I think when people look at you and all the things you've accomplished, they're like, Oh my gosh, she's got it all figured out. But like, it's still, it still takes work and health and wellness is just this lifelong journey that uh, I think we all should prioritize and sometimes easier said than done. But like, we just, we just try to show up a little bit every day. And then we've got friends that call us out and remind us to uh, moisten our soil. Yeah, exactly. Moisten
1: the soil, man. (laughs) (laughs) Let's pour some little water on you so you can start growing again. But yeah, it's so, it's so, it's so true. I think that it's like... I think it will be a lifelong journey for me. And I think like that is like finding balance is a challenge, especially as, you know, like a female entrepreneur, like, you know, it's not, it's, and where you want to, you want to do it. That's the thing, right? It's like, we both love our jobs, but it's like, you want to do it, but there is, it's, it's hard when sometimes You have to just be like, okay, that can wait a day. Like the world's not going to fall apart if I don't answer that. But you know, I can go for a walk, or I can just sit on my couch and watch bad TV, and it's okay. Like you know, not feel guilty because it. And it's so hard. And I think that that's like going back to the very first thing that we talked about. Like that's a limiting belief, right? And then you're allowed. You're like even when you're taking a rest day, and I'm so bad at this, I'm feeling guilty. And I'm like, why are you feeling guilty? You've just worked two weeks straight. Like, why are you upset that you're like sitting here watching Friends on like for just like eight episodes for no reason? Just because you just need everything, just need a moment to yourself. Like, you've already seen them for sure. Let's just go back to like. You know, oh my like, gosh. I, I
0: also you definitely deserve to. And I was like, I saw this study and it, the, it was talking about people who experience anxiety. And I'm sure lots of people, whether you experience anxiety or not, like we we have a tendency as humans to like go back to a show or a series mm-hmm. or a movie, like when things like get chaotic or you're feeling homesick or whatever. And yeah. it's because like we know it to we know what's coming down the pipeline. So there's no yes. surprises or uncertainty. So just know you're not alone when it comes to like
1: rewatching and
0: binging things, you know, <laughs> and this is your first friendly reminder from an outside of your life you are totally allowed to have tv days and rest days and um, yeah all of the breaks but it's tough when you are so passionate about what you do and I know you have so much on the go so I can't thank you enough for coming onto the podcast I need to come and get sweaty and just
1: dance and move and get a good workout and cry again at Jaybird soon because was oh, that's honestly Always such a pleasure to have you, and thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. I know you're so busy, so hey, girl, I'm really, really grateful that you were able to chat. It was such a nice conversation. So thank you for listening and being open and having Jaybird as a part of your life. So, yes, friends, uh, go check out Jaybird if you're in Vancouver or Toronto. Yeah.
0: Well, 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 who else is feeling fired up and inspired after that chat? Yeah, same here. I can't believe I'm saying this, but just like that, another episode of the Healthy is Hot podcast in the books. Once again, I'm your host, Chloe Wild. And look, if you enjoyed this, go ahead and subscribe so you never miss out. Rate and leave us a cute little comment. Follow us on Instagram at Healthy is Hot. And remember, healthy is fucking beautiful. We'll see you next week. Brought to you by Clarence.